Hello everybody, it's Melissa, I'm back, and today I want to talk about relationships, relationships of the romantic persuasion, and how I have been pretty much a serial monogamist in my adult life, and why I feel like my autism has really played into that. Um, first of all, if I sound stuffed up or if I have to pause this to sneeze, I apologize. Um, I was just outside feeding my goats and man, am I allergic to hay. And I try, I like wear a mask. I try and like do everything I can to keep the hay out of like my face and uh, some days it just doesn't work and I'm just like full of allergies so here I am all stuffy and sneezy and sniffly I'm sorry I apologize in advance I'll try not to sniffle too much um so you know there have been a lot of contemplative moments for me since I got my autism diagnosis and you know some of these things that I'm thinking about are things that I never really put too much thought into before um but now there are just so many dots to connect because I feel like my autism just like turned the lights on and now I can kind of see everything so clearly and be like oh you know I feel like this is why I did this, or this is why my life took this particular trajectory, or this is why this always used to happen. You know, like, I don't know if anyone else has had this experience after diagnosis, but I, I feel like I probably am not alone in this whole, like, reevaluation and and realization of things. So this is one of them. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I've always known that I've been more, I've tended more towards relationships than being single. I have probably spent more time in my adult life being in relationships than being single. There have been periods of time where I've been single. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, if I met someone that I liked and I clicked with who was into me and I was into them, um, you know, I'd most likely end up in a relationship with that person. So sorry I'm sniffling um so here's the thing for me personally I feel like romantic relationships have always been much easier for me to navigate and maintain than friendships from my perspective the rules around dating and romantic relationships um, are so much more clear than those same things regarding friendship. Friendship is confusing. Um, friendship is difficult. So so are regular relations. I mean, like romantic relationships can be difficult as well, of course. I feel like if you're with the right person, they're not as difficult, but it's always you know, there's always moments where it takes some work, it takes some compromise, it takes communication and all of that stuff. Um, but really like, I've always been able to like, tell if someone's into me. Um, I 
have been able to sort of um, determine what I want in a romantic partner. Um, I've been able to set boundaries when someone isn't, you know, um, reaching that, that standard that I've set of like, you know, I'll just say like, if someone I'm dating is like an asshole for the most part, I've been able to, to mitigate that and be like, Oh, okay. Not dating you. I'm, you know, um, there was one relationship I was in where there were tons of red flags and it wasn't a person I was supposed to be with and I stayed anyway. Um, which was, you know, it's one of those things that happens sometimes in life and there were many reasons behind why that happened, but we won't get into that now. That's not what we're here to talk about. But, um, so I think, you know, one reason is just because those types of relationships felt easier to me. They felt more attainable, more achievable. I could be more successful at them. Um, and friendships have always felt kind of the opposite to me. They've always felt confusing and difficult and effortful for the most part. And I'm, you know, this isn't across the board. I do have a few people in my life who I've clicked with, who things have been easy with. Um, but that doesn't come along too often, to be honest. You know, I've talked about this before and I did a whole episode on friendship and how difficult, uh, friendships are for me and why, but, um, uh, oh gosh, sorry, I'm sniffling again. I'm trying to like turn away from my phone if I have to sniff. Um, so you guys don't get that grossness all in your ears. So, but also I think the reason that I've really enjoyed being in relationships is not because I don't like to be alone because there are people in the world who are always seeking out relationships because they can't be alone. They do not want to be alone. They always need someone in their life. And, um, I think we've established that I'm not that type of person. I, I'm very comfortable with being alone. I don't mind being by myself. I am a very independent person. I like my alone time, whatnot. But everyone, I won't say everyone, but I feel like most people, it's kind of this basic human need or instinct to have some people in your life who you're close to. And for me, I think that since romantic relationships have felt so much easier, that it was sort of my default to pursue that type of relationship over a friendship because I felt like it was easier and I could be more successful. And it did, those relationships have provided me with a lot of, um, things that I wouldn't have had, had I remained single. Um, you know, like relationships provide you with sort of a, a constant person. It's a, it's a, it's a constant in your life. You know, this person is, there. They're always there for you. Like that's their role. Like you're there for them. 
they're there for you. And uh, there is like a bit of a routine to it too, you know, like you get into your, into your routines, into your habits, into your, you know, romantic relationships are very much, especially once you get settled into them, um, are very much based on, on you knowing that person really well and not a lot of surprises right there's a lot of routine there's not a lot of surprises maybe I'm wrong maybe other people's relationships are always full of surprises and never fall into routine um but maybe that's just a result of me being autistic and that just naturally happening when I'm with someone for a long period of time but um I don't know I'm only speaking from my own experience here so this is what has happened for me and this is the way that I've seen this uh, from my perspective, but, um, oh, sorry, I need to itch my nose. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh, Claritin just isn't cutting it all the way anymore. My goodness. Okay. So, um, so that person is a constant in your life, right? For me, friendships have never been like that. Friendships have been like this person comes around once in a while if there's an activity you want to do together then that like it's never it's not a constant in the same way that a a relationship is so you have someone but you also like if you're with the right person you have a freedom to also be alone so you know you have someone but you can also choose to spend alone time um which is great it's like the best of both worlds right and the expectations are different in romantic relationships. They're more predictable. It's, you know, I think that's one of the hard parts about friendship for me is they're not very predictable. I've, I, the couple of friendships that I do have that are predictable are also with people who are neurodivergent. <laughs> so I feel like we both, I think that's why they're my friends is all of us collectively, um, lean more towards that pattern of being more predictable. But like my friendships that I've tried to forge with neurotypical people in the past have been very unpredictable and very like veiled in, um, in mystery. And like, I just can't sometimes figure out I can't figure it out. Um, anyway, but we're not talking about friendships. I already did a whole episode on friendships, but, um, sorry for sniffling. So there's that. And also like, I never really realized it before, but every person who I've been in a relationship with, I have really sort of taken on their friends as my friends. So, being in a relationship always made me feel like I had friends too, by default. Because like when you're in a relationship with someone and they have friends, um, usually you get to know their friends and their friends, significant others and all of that. And that's how it went for me always. It was like, oh, um, I get this person who's going to be my, my partner, my significant other, and I'm gaining their friends. So that took the pressure off of me to make my own friends always my whole adult life. 
you know, the problem is, is when you break up, <laughs> the, the partner goes, but also their friends go with them. I never like remained friends with any of my ex's friends after we were broken up. Like just, that's not how it worked. They were their friends first. And, you know, even though I haven't really had any breakups that have been like terrible or, or, uh, you know, acrimonious or anything, but, um, is just never, it's never ended up where I've, I've kept the friendships and were they really friendships? You know, when I look back, I'm like, no, they weren't, they were friends with my partner and I was along for the ride. And that was one way that I sort of tricked myself into believing all of those years that I had friends and I did have a social life and I was a social person and I was doing okay on that side of things because I was always in a, you know, nearly always in a relationship. Um, and I had friends by default, you know, um, also the people that I used to date. Okay. So I haven't done an episode about this yet, but I came out as a lesbian when I was 30. I just turned 42. So it's been 12 years ago. So from the age of 15 through 30, I was dating men and that was not the my target demographic that's not who I should have been with really but I didn't realize that that I was gay until later um that's another story for another day which I plan to do an episode on that eventually but um so my the way that I chose my partners when I was dating men was more based on logic and reasoning than emotions and attraction. So not to say that I didn't find the men I was with attractive in a way, of course I did. Um, Not in the same way that I have found my female partners attractive because I'm a lesbian. But, you know, the men that I ended up with were all men that now that I'm gay, I would totally be friends with these guys. Like they were all like really nice guys, people who I clicked with. We had a lot in common. They were easy to talk to. Um, you know, they had all of the qualities that I would, um, ideally look for in a friendship. So I think I was looking, you know, somewhere like subconsciously looking for a friend, but the way I knew how to do that was to find a friend who I could then turn into a romantic partner because that dynamic made sense to me and it was so much easier for me. And holy moly, like just looking back and realizing all of this stuff is just like blowing my mind and I always have been a little bit confused about why I have always found myself in relationships when I am a person who is really comfortable being alone and uh, I think sorry I just had to pause because there was a um loud noise out in my living room and I thought there was a murderer in my house but it was just my dog knocking something over because she's very clumsy um so false alarm I'm fine there's not a murderer in my house um anyway so yeah I've always been confused about why 
I have always found myself in relationships when I'm not a person who, who, um, you know, really has a problem being alone or spending time by myself or whatever. Um, but I think the difference is really when you break it down, it's like the difference between being alone and being lonely. Um, I have no problem being alone. I like being alone, but that doesn't mean I never get lonely. And I think, um, taking into account the distinction between those two things has been a big eye opener to me because, um, there haven't been a lot of times in my life where I've felt lonely. Um, because I've been lucky enough to have people in my life, not just, you know, relationship partners, but, um, family members, mostly my mom. My mom has always been a a constant person in my life who I can talk to, which is amazing. Um, I'm really lucky I have that. Um, and I've always had, uh, my best friend who I've had since I was young. Um, you know, so, and, and pretty much I've always been in a relationship. So like, I've always had some constant people in my life, um, helping to prevent me from being lonely, even when I was alone. Um, not to say that I haven't ever been lonely in my life because we've all felt loneliness at one point or another, even if we're surrounded by people, right? I think for me, that has to do a lot more with, um, mental health issues and, um, and also, you know, being autistic and sometimes feeling like there isn't a person in the whole wide world who understands me. Um, there have been moments like that where you're like, oh, this feels lonely. I feel like I am, I don't belong here on the planet. Who, who am I? Where did I come from? What are all these people doing? I don't know how to fit in. <laughs> and that can be a really lonely feeling, right? Um, but for the most part, I don't, I don't think I've had a lot of lonely moments in my life. Um, because I have had this pattern. I've set this pattern up for myself where it's like, I'm just kind of serially in relationships. Um, it hasn't been a bad thing. I don't think it's been a bad thing. Um, like I said, the people I've dated have always been great people and my relationships haven't really ever ended poorly. They've just sort of fizzled out. Um, and I've, I've learned, this sounds, this is going to sound cliche, but like, I really have like learned something from each of those relationships and gained something from each of those relationships that I've carried forward with me through my life. So, you know, sometimes people look at people who are serial monogamists, who are always in relationships as I feel like there's kind of a stigma attached to it because people do assume that this person just jumps from relationship to relationship because, um, 
they need someone in their life, you know, they, they can't tolerate being alone. And yeah, that is a thing. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's like, as long as you're in healthy relationships and choosing people that are, um, that are good for you, I don't think there's any harm in that. I think it's very possible to be in a relationship, um, and still work on yourself and I don't think that someone not wanting to be alone is a bad quality like I you know it's when it becomes destructive that that's when it's a problem when you're just getting together with anyone just because you don't want to be alone so you're just maybe getting into relationships that aren't well suited to you or that are maybe abusive or that are maybe, you know, like definitely not with the right person just so you don't have to be alone. That's when it's a problem. But like if you are making prudent decisions and ending up with people who uh, help you grow and help you um, feel less alone, I don't think they're, I mean, do what you want to do with your life. If you like relationships more than you like being single, do that, you know, just choose the right people to be with. And by the right people, I don't mean like, I mean, just someone can still be the right person for you at that moment, even if that relationship doesn't last forever, even if that's not your forever person. Just like I said, like, I've had many relationships that have ended and uh, those people still were the right person for me at that time in my life, even though they weren't my forever person. Um, I finally did find my forever person, hopefully. I mean, we never know what's going to happen, of course, obviously, but the person who I feel like is my forever person. Um, and uh, that feels great. But like, even if you've had a lot of relationships that didn't end up resulting in that, that didn't end up in forever, um, that doesn't mean that you're failing and that doesn't mean that you're less of a person just because you prefer relationships over being single. And as women, honestly, like, I think there is a big stigma attached to both sides for, um, people who present as female in our culture, because if you're single for too long, people like there's a stigma attached to that, right? But then if you're in relationships, but maybe you have like a few in a row, there's also a stigma attached to that too, right? They're like, oh, she just like can't figure it out. She's just relationship to relationship. But then if a woman is single for too long, there's also a stigma attached to that. So it's like, we can't win either way. It's like, what am I, or if a woman is just dating, and not in relationships, and not single, but if she just dates different men all the time, there's also a stigma attached to that too. Right? Okay, I'm gonna have to pause again. Hang on for just one second. Sorry, I had to sneeze. My sniffly nose is getting out of control now. The more, (laughs) for like the two or three hours after I do the hay, my allergies just get like progressively worse. So it's just, it's happening. It's like ascending upon me right now, and it's Anyway, but I was starting to tangent anyway often to like the patriarchy and why there's all these stigmas attached to people who present as women and that wasn't really the topic for today, but sometimes I have to go on a little rant because it's like 
sometimes we are chastised for our decisions or the way that we live our life when we shouldn't be. Like, if you're not hurting anyone, including yourself, do you. We're all doing the best we can. We're all just trying to meet our own needs and everyone has different needs, right? So to summarize, I don't regret my serial monogamous past. It has served me well. Um, The only reason I would regret it or I have regretted it is because of what society has told me. That you should play the field more and you should be single for long periods of time to get to know yourself and get comfortable with yourself and all that. I feel like I've done that while being in relationships. I think if you are with the right person or the right people, if you're choosing the right partners, you can grow just as much and get to know yourself just as much and learn just as much about yourself and sow just as many oats non-sexually, or if you're in an open relationship, maybe sexually, um, as you can when you're single. Like, these two things are not mutually exclusive. Like, I just, yeah, I think there's a big myth associated with this that it's like you can only be one or the other. And if you haven't spent a lot of time being single, then you are this pathetic human that doesn't know yourself and who can't be alone. Not true. I say nay to that. So that's where I'm going to wrap it up because it's time and my nose is just getting stuffier by the moment. So if you guys have anything to say about this, if you relate, if you have a story, if you want to tell me about your experience as an autistic person, if it's similar, or even if it's not similar, I don't need to hear from people who are just similar to me. I enjoy hearing all different perspectives from all different types of people. So anyway, if that's you, if you want to reach out, My contact info is in the show notes, my email, the Instagram page, go give it a follow. And if you can leave a rating or a review, that will help more people find this show. And that's a good thing if more people are finding the show. There's a lot of us out there being all autistic and needing other people to relate to, right? So anyway, yeah. Okay, wrapping it up. I'm bad at wrapping up. We've established this. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to say goodbye. I hope you guys are having a good day or a good evening or a good night wherever you're at, and I will talk to you next time.